Welcome, dear friends, to the Taviret, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob, and Rich. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Tavrian Golden Years podcast, <laughs> where me and Rich aren't really sure which podcast we're ever doing anymore. <laughs> nope. I'm confused half the time. I know. I'm so confused as well. I think because we were supposed to record this one yesterday, and normally today is the uh, Golden Years one. Yes. Uh, so I spent half the morning preparing for Golden Years, and I suddenly remembered at the last minute, oh, no, crap. <laughs> we haven't done the other one yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. yes, as you may notice, uh, our good friend Rob is not with us today. He is. It's the first time ever. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Oh, the first time we know Rob. Okay, so apologies to all the listeners. <laughs> you're about to get yeah, a terrible. If you really liked him. <laughs> yeah, you're about to get a terrible Arpeggy experience of Bill and Rich. <laughs> hmm. But yes, poor old Rob. Um, he's had to deal with a few things, so he's uh, he's not with us for the day. Because um, this is a good chapter. And there's some good stuff in here. There's also a tellings of the will coming out of this chapter, Rich. But uh, but I'll have to do that at another date. <laughs> I like to do the chapter first and then do the tellings of the will after. So you know, just give myself more fucking work to do for the week. <laughs> oh man, fun and games, fun and games. Uh, now, Rob usually sends us an outline, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Did you get an outline? Did I what now? Did you get an outline? No. I didn't get an outline. Hold on, let me see. Yeah, <laughs> no, we didn't get another. So uh, I'll use the one from last week. So, hi, I'm Bill. <laughs> Who are you? Hi, and I'm Rich. I'm Rich. And usually Rob's here to uh, keep us on track. Uh, now, usually we uh, do iTunes reviews, uh, but normally Rob checks them. <laughs> uh, I give up on checking iTunes reviews because it's so such a pain in the ass to switch to every single different country and have a look. I'll have to sign up for some sort of automated website at some point. But yes, so... Uh, just for reference, maybe there's an iTunes review out there. Maybe there's not. <laughs> oh, we're doing so bad, man. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'm checking right now. Uh, so. oh, cool, cool, cool. All right, we'll come back to that then. But uh, yeah, Rob's, I mean, Rob's, of... Rob's using the man in charge of iTunes reviews. Yeah. I, I have like a lot of news to go over, but that's like not for our regular show. Mm, um, well, no, no, there is, there is news. Next is after we do iTunes reviews, then we do news. Oh, well, I have news <laughs> for like our normal show our show oh for our piggy uh, yeah okay okay that makes sense like a bunch of stuff happened the last couple of days yeah lots of lots of stuff happened on that but uh we'll save oh. that for tomorrow yeah. <laughs> well i'll have to we another have... speed edit <laughs> for sure <laughs> but no there is there is however obviously wheel of times news now you've all heard uh rob's hot take which he posted earlier in the week on the uh, feed on the emmons field five as they're now known so uh, last week when me and Rob did the episode, um, they, uh, we did it in the morning, knowing oh, that it was going to be a Wheel of Time Wednesday coming out <laughs> shortly yep. afterwards. And so, we've, so this is probably the last place you're going to hear this <laughs> for the first time. Um, yes, they've finally casted five characters for the Emmons Field lot. Now, that means Rand has been casted. Perrin's been casted. Uh, Matt's being casted, and Nynaeve and Egwene. And personally, I think they're all kind of really, I think it all looks really good. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree there. Um, there's a lot of unknown, 
actors are not really actors and actresses that have been like yep. in the spotlight a lot, which is actually, in my opinion, it could be a good thing. Yes. Well, I think that's why they went for a known actress for uh, Moraine. Yep. But that basically means, you know, to get to get through like the first bit of the Eye of the World books, we're only really waiting for the casting of Lan, who I also assume will be a, um, a fairly high profile actor. Yeah. So maybe today, Rich, being it's Wednesday, oh, <laughs> we, yeah. we might get an announcement for Nan for, uh, for Lan for We the Time Wednesday. I'm hoping. I, I really hope it's Usain Bolt. <laughs> that's my prediction right here jamaican now no. usain bolt <laughs> this is what this is what the people want out there <laughs> you know it can't be sean bean because you know and <sighs> i can't say anything about that <laughs> but yeah it can't unfortunately it can't be sean bean i think i think sean bean's too old to play that now there, there are plenty of king characters down the road he could play It'll be nice. It'll be nice yeah. to give Sean Sean Bean a character that doesn't die. I know. That's <laughs> why I was like, let's give him somebody that doesn't die. Like, I bet he goes into his auditions every time and goes, "All right, when do I die? <laughs> oh, when do you want me to die?" <laughs> See, it's so strange for me because, like, I know Sean Bean from when he was like a British actor and he used to do like all these British films and stuff. Yeah. And he never used to die in those. <laughs> it was only when he made it big that he started dying in everything. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. But, so yeah. now it's a big meme in the, in the United States. Like every time he shows some movie, like, okay, so when is he going to die? Oh, because have you seen the film Any Given Sunday? Wait, no, I haven't. No, uh, it's an American football film. I think it's got Cameron yeah. Diaz in it. I, I have, but I just can't remember it. Oh, okay. Well, yes, um, I, I've seen it. Didn't have Al Pacino in it? I think so, yes. Um, that film is actually based on a film called Any Given Sunday, uh, which was a British film about football. Real football, you know, not the thing you play where you dress up in like uh, pa- like padded outfits and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, Sean Bean was the main character. And all I remember about it was that he had sex with loads of women in it. Oh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, come on, Sean Bean. Sean Bean needs a job on this show. Oh, no, actually, because he was in Game of Thrones, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, no, he won't be getting on this show. I think, they're, I think they're trying to distance themselves from Game of Thrones as much as possible. True. But, um, but yeah, one of the things that has kind of surprised me about the casting um, is the reaction people have given to um, the skin colour of the actors. Um, yeah. It, I, it just boggles my mind. I just don't understand where this sort of stuff comes from. Like, I didn't, for one moment, look at the actors' skin colours. I just kind of looked at their face and then imagined them wearing the outfits that I imagined from the Wheel of Time. And just being like, yeah. Because when I first saw Rand, I kind of thought, well, he's kind of more what I imagined Perrin to look like. And then when I saw the actor they'd put in for Perry, I was like, no, that's exactly what I imagine Perry to look like. <laughs> yeah, I think they made I think, some good choices. I think it's a really good casting. But yeah, I'm just so surprised at the fact that people still put so much focus on that sort of stuff these days. I mean, yeah. I mean, from reading the books, I'm not even sure. I don't even remember him. I don't remember Robert Jordan mentioning what type of skin color the guys were from Emmonsfield. <laughs> no, they don't. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't even talk about that. And that's another thing too with all these great writers is they don't do that mm. they like to leave that up to imagination yeah it could just keep it ambiguous because i mean i always imagined it like the two rivers kind of sounds like certain parts in like the middle of england were really and so i always imagined them to be you know quite grizzled rough hands um you know slightly tanned from working out in this in the fields during the summer because they're all farmers and sheep herders and they're all you know that's kind of how i imagined it i don't really think much more deeper than that 
<laughs> it's just like yeah. then I saw all these actors done. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I, I really like the looks of them all. Uh, I just hope they can act, you know. <laughs> that's all you really want, isn't it? You want them to be able to act the part. And then, yeah. yeah, just suddenly seeing all the people complaining about it on Twitter. It's just like, where are you getting this from? I'm sure he didn't mention anything like that. No, I don't even pay attention to it. Yeah, and then this is where I get some stuff from Narg, although he's just taken it straight from Brandon Sanderson, who posted it on Reddit. <laughs> but yeah, he says basically the same thing. He says, like, uh, casting's a very difficult thing, and sometimes, you know, you have to let the people creating the stuff move away from the source material in order to create the vision of stuff. Because he mentions a lot of things which uh, have been successful in the past, which moved away from the source material because it just kind of wouldn't flow on a, on a film or a TV program. And he mentions mm-hmm. like specifically, like say Hugh Jackman as Wolverine because Hugh, Hugh Jackman, if you think of Wolverine nowadays, you think of Hugh Jackman, but before that casting Correct. was done, Hugh Jackman's nothing like Wolverine. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, but Hugh Jackman's taken that role. And he also mentions like the MCU universe because he says like, you know, they changed a lot of things with the characters and the stuff to make it all fit together for the for the cinematic universe that they did for Marvel Comics. Because, like, I mean, Iron Man was a third-rate character. <laughs> Correct. He was. In the comics. And he's become, like, the biggest part of the Marvel universe. But because they had to go through and change things. And he also mentions things like, say, when, um, when they did Lord of the Rings, the bits where, like, Sam starts pushing... Uh, sorry, Frodo starts pushing Sam away from him, like, emotionally. That really wasn't in the books, but it was kind of like the only way to tie it together properly in the film. And so they, you have to give uh, like the director, Jackson, like his ability to go off in that sort of thing. And so Brandon's just like, what the hell do you care? He says, like, I've looked at what Raph's doing. I've looked at, or, you know, he says, like, I've got, the, uh, I've got the advantage of having read the scripts and read the scenarios and spoken to Raph about things. And he says, like, it just all makes perfect sense with Raph's vision. He says Raph's vision isn't going to be a perfect recreation of the book because that just won't work. Correct. But yeah, but it was it was quite it was quite an interesting read. But yeah, it's just like this sort of strange, like weird like racism thing that's sort of coming into it. I know some people won't call it racism, they'll be like, Well, I just thought how I imagined it. But it's not gonna be how you imagined it. It's gonna be yeah. its own <laughs> thing, and you've got to release release that tension of it being what you imagine in your mind. Because if you do, it's just never going to live up to your expectations. Correct. Cool. Yeah, but that was uh, <laughs> that was about the only news. Like I say, it's Wheel of Time Wednesday, uh, and I don't think Wheel of Time Prime's actually released anything yet today. <laughs> no, I've checked. Yeah. Shame. <laughs> shame, shame, shame. But yeah, hopefully we'll we'll hear something else coming out soon. Um. So, what's next on our agenda? So we've done the news. Um. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. As as always, thank you to Narg for pointing out stuff towards me. <laughs> He's the one who po- pointed me towards the re- uh, the Reddit post <laughs> for Brandon Sanderson. So thank you for that. Uh, and that's it. So should we get into the chapter, chapter nineteen? Let's do it. Shadows waiting. So good old Lan, uh, or Usain Bolt, as I'm going to call him from now. <laughs> He's leading the party into the city of Arendol. And uh, this city is completely, I mean, I, I, it's just such mixed emotions from Rand. Because obviously, you know, as we're still seeing things just from Rand's point of view at the moment. And he's just like absolutely immersed in this huge, great, big, impressive city. But at the same time, the city's broken as fuck. 
Yep. <laughs> I imagine it's pretty destroyed. Yeah, it's pretty destroyed. He's talking about certain things like, you know, towers that aren't complete and falling over and how dangerous it all looks. and But also at the same time, how big and impressive and how, like, even some of the smallest buildings would swallow up the inn in Berlon by itself. <laughs> and, yeah, just absolutely amazed and everything as he's looking around. And he even mentions to himself, God, when we said about how big Berlon was, <laughs> Tom must have been laughing behind his moustache. <laughs> This is like, yeah, Tom was. <laughs> he openly mocked you at the time. <laughs> city. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, uh, they continue into the city and uh, Moraine chooses a place to stay. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just like, ib dib dab. <laughs> that place looks all right. We'll stay there. Um, and uh, Nynaeve is, uh, as they're sort of setting themselves up, she's, uh, she's scalding Lan. For some reason, uh, like she even goes to him and calls him Lord of the Seven Towers, like poking fun at him for his title. It's just like, what is Nynaeve doing? She just loves the poking the hornet's nest, doesn't she? She does. She does. That's pretty much all, all she needs to do. Yeah, she's like, you, you, Lord of the Seven Towers. I heard Moraine call you that once. Now I'm going to use it in your face. You know, I have no idea what the context of it is. <laughs> It's like, Nynaeve, you need to get some context, my friend. <laughs> Lord of the Seven Towers is an awesome title. You know, that's not what they call me. <laughs> um, but yes, she's always there. So Nynaeve's trying to help. Um, she's, 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 the reason she's breaking land is because she wants to help uh, Moraine. Because Moraine's obviously tired. She's worn out. And Nynaeve's saying, like, come on, you need some help. Have some of my herbs. And eventually Moraine agrees. She says, like, look. I'm all right. I don't need as much rest as you guys because I have access to uh, the one power because <laughs> I'm awesome. <laughs> I imagine that's what she says. Um, but I could do with an hour. So have you got anything that would give me an hour's sleep and make me not groggy? So then he's like, oh, yes. <laughs> and, in. <laughs> uh, and in the meantime, all the young ones are out sort of tying the horses up and making sure the horses are all right and secure. And they all start discussing amongst themselves. And Matt is just desperate to go out and explore. <laughs> that's all he wants to do um <clears throat> but he also he sort of ducks his head into like they where they're where they're tying up the horses there's a little alleyway next to it and he ducks his head into it and gets covered in cobwebs <laughs> nice. yeah he's, he's, he's so impetuous the whole building like i look at the chapter and stuff and when i was reading it um it's really crazy how much like they how robert jordan actually states like how worn down this place is it's been i guess taken over by the night yes it just it's it's like it's being swallowed by by the darkness and time itself there's mm -hmm. just not much to this city at all it's so big and open and yet there's just nothing in because um <clears throat> yeah matt's like matt's very upset about um he, he mentions here as well that he's upset about the fact that he shouted out um in the old blood and he shouted out his battle cry in the old tongue. Yeah, he's confused by that too a little yeah. bit. He's just like, what? Because I think Egwene actually mentions it and it's just like, hey, <laughs> what was you shouting about? <laughs> Random parent like, hey, well, we just needed to shout something. She's like, oh, Matt, come on, you idiot. <laughs> Matt actually shouted in the old tongue. And then Matt feels like he's being possessed by a dead demon or something. And Tom's yeah. the one who points out, hey, don't say that because that's a real thing. <laughs> what, you've got something very different. You've just got old blood inside you. You should be thankful that you know that your heritage goes back so far 
because some people don't even know who their fathers are. <laughs> and, and Rand's a bit like, oh, I'm not sure who my father is. Because <laughs> yeah. at the moment, he, you know, the last thing he had was Tam's fever dream saying, you know, I might have just found you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm an orphan. Yeah, well, that's a lie. I might be an orphan. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> but yeah, so Tom, Tom, Tom backs up, saying, you know, come on, you've got old blood, it's all right. And then Tom goes and has his buggers off and has his pipe. And at this point, being left on his own, Matt and the boys are just like, come on, guys, we've got to go out and explore. Now's the time. <laughs> yep. We're going to go out and explore Aridol uh, with no white cloaks, <laughs> as he mentions to Rand. And then as, they, as they, they, they duck into the little alleyway where Matt went before, and they go out into the street, and then Matt starts running down the street shouting, I'm free, I'm free. <laughs> Just like, come on. How much freedom do you want? <laughs> yeah, were they almost, you know, killed? Yeah. Uh, not at this point, I don't think. <laughs> but yeah, they're almost killed. But I mean, come on. They've, they've left the two rivers. Like, they've got to be more free than ever. But every time they get away from the rain, they're like, yeah, freedom. <laughs> Even though it always goes wrong. Yeah, why, why? I'd be sticking to that lady all the time. I know. I'd be like glued to her. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not I leaving. Leave. I'm not leaving you, love. <laughs> You've got the one power and I've got nothing. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, they start they start searching through uh, the broken city of Arendelle and they start searching through all the biggest buildings first. And it's just a big, empty, dusty city that's all broken. And they're just like, after a while, the boys start getting quite tired and they're like, oh, this is, I just want to go to sleep, actually. <laughs> we, were, we were in a massive battle with Trollocs only like two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, now like, I'm going to go explore. Yeah, it's just like, oh, no, actually, I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt's just like, oh, come on, we want to climb up these towers. I want to climb up a tower. And then a voice from the darkness says to them, the towers are not safe. Yeah. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> yeah, I've got you this week. <laughs> it's a guy called Mordeth. Now, I don't know about you, Rich, but if he was in an ancient, broken, empty city and you bumped into a guy whose name was Mordeth, uh, what would your reaction be? Uh, screaming stranger danger and taking off running. <laughs> stranger danger. Like, yeah. No, we're not, not going to mess with that. I would Rochambeau him and then run away. <laughs> it's just like, or I trip you and run away. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would sacrifice, um, I would sacrifice, I would throw Rob <laughs> at the guy and then run for yeah. my life. Yeah. We, we, could, we could do, we could do honestly the, uh, have you seen Thor Ragnarok? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, <laughs> they kind the of all together after a while. <laughs> I know the get help, like where Thor basically like has Loki on his side and he comes out and he goes, "Help, help, my brother he needs help, help him!" And he throws Loki at the enemy. <laughs> we do that. Uh, I don't it's think, like I don't think I have seen that. Yeah, they, <laughs> but that sounds really funny. He's like, "We should do get help." He's like, "I don't want to do that." He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do it." So it's, it's it's humiliating. I'm like, no, we're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we both agree we're gonna sacrifice Rob for our own yeah, safety. He's not here. Cool. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry, buddy. No, sorry, sorry, Rob. <laughs> uh, so the the guy more deaf. You know, he goes, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a bad guy. <laughs> and it's like, what are you guys doing here? So Rand says, well, you know, we're on our way to Camden. How should do? So I've got another sneeze coming. Oh, well, he does that. <laughs> Sorry, my hay I will talk for a moment. <laughs> yeah, go for it. My hay is playing up. You're good. So 
they're trying to figure out why or no this guy's asking him why they're they're there more de- more death and he starts to tell them they're like oh we're on our way to Camelin where you know they're just just passing through yeah a nice, a nice simple explanation you know we're passing yeah. through on the road to Camelin that seems very that seems fairly plausible even though like why would you be this far north off the Camelin road <laughs> Mordef doesn't seem to care nope so what does Mordef offer them uh, a chance to help him discover some treasure that he's found. Yes, and to carry it off outside right. of the city. Yeah. He's found more treasure than he could possibly carry. And oh, what luck. He's found three nice, strong young boys to help him. If only yeah, they would descend into this giant, dark basement and help him claw, claw it out. <laughs> Alarm bells are ringing here, Rich. Yeah, stranger danger. <laughs> stranger danger, <laughs> yeah. This guy is trying to lure you into his basement with some sweets. Come on, boys, think. <laughs> God, how secluded was the two rivers? Come on. This is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, but yes, so um, as as um, Matt is uh, desperate to get some treasure, <laughs> they start following more death down into the basement. Um, well, I assume he's going to, you know, do some nasty things to them. <laughs> I guess. Very, very inappropriate things, I imagine. <laughs> So as they uh, as they descend down, Matt uh, Rand is the one who's sort of looking at more. They're thinking something's just not right about this guy. You know, something's just a little bit off. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> and um, at that moment, they walk into this room, and it's all dark. They can't really see anything, but there's a nice nice little bit of a lighting down in the room at the bottom. And there it is. There is piles and piles of gold and treasure. Just everywhere. Yeah, Mordef was not joking. Like this is, this is like the mother load, and Matt's just like, oh my god, I'm gonna need some sacks. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need some sacks so that I can bloody get on this shit. <laughs> I'm carrying all this home, <laughs> and um, I think at this point Mordef asks them a question, and oh no, it's because um, oh I I think uh, Perrin. It might be Perrin. So this might be a moment where Perrin does something stupid. I'll have to double check if it is Perrin or not. <laughs> but uh, he's the one who mentions that Moraine and Lan won't even be that angry with them when they come back and they show them all this stuff. Yeah, and more, that's the logic behind that. Yeah, more just like, are you with others? And then Ran... Yeah, uh, you Matt, didn't tell me that. He freaks out. Well, no, this is the bit where Matt just like, you know, verbal diarrhea. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he was excited. Yeah, he was excited. He's like, yeah, we're here with Lan, Moraine, Nynaeve, Igwain, Tom, and he's a gleeman. He's like, yeah, we're all on our way to Tarvalon. And then, like, Mordef just blows you shit. He's just like, what? You said you were yep. going to Camelin, but you're going to Tarvalon. And he just goes absolutely sparko. <laughs> Crazy at them. Oh, man. And, um, <laughs> yeah, just absolutely explodes. stupid. Yeah, it's just, yeah, really stupid. <laughs> and um, it's like in my opinion on this it's like whenever he he's got like really bad ADHD and it's a squirrel that runs in front of him and he's chasing the squirrel and all of a sudden he's like I gotta tell you everything I'm doing <laughs> yeah, at nice. this moment yeah. <laughs> we're going to solve it we're going to do this we're going to do this we're going to do this and then Mordef gets angry but he also calms back down and then Rand says oh my god you don't have a shadow yep and he realizes what happened and it's just like, what? <laughs> and then Mordef just screams at them, you're all dead. 
you're all dead. And then he like explode like up. He just basically he starts to like grow and yeah, yeah, grow and pulse out, become like huge and everything. And then I'm not really sure what happens, but he suddenly like whelps like a dog's been kicked, <laughs> and then he just shrinks off into and then he like disappears through a crack in the wall. Yeah. And it's just like I, I, I had, I like, I went over it twice, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, I don't understand what happened here. <laughs> but suddenly, more death just disappears through a crack in the wall. Turns the mist, goes through a crack, and the boys are just like, uh, shit. <laughs> uh, yep. Matt, Matt, being Matt, still wants to grab a bit of treasure, <laughs> but the but Perrin's like, I don't want anything that this guy's peddling. <laughs> he can keep this fucking treasure, <laughs> and so yep. they yep. physically. Perrin and Matt, uh, Perrin and Rand physically have to grab Matt and run away. Yep. <laughs> um, then the boys run out of run out of the tower. Uh, well, run out of this basement thing, <laughs> and they start running through the streets to get back to where they were. And this is the point. Uh, they feel the eyes watching them. Creepy. The eye. Yes. The eye, eyes. The eyes are watching. Yep, and that's why they're like, okay, we need to leave. <laughs> yeah, it's just creepy as fuck. <laughs> this, I always remember the first time I read this book, just being like so, so creeped out by this moment of them walking, like running, or, you know, jogging through the streets, getting back to their, feeling like there were eyes in everything, like too many eyes to just be more deaf, feeling like the watchers were looking at them. And yep. then uh, suddenly the eyes just, stop watching as they get as they as they climb up the steps to where everyone's hiding out it's just like one one footstep they're being watched the next footstep they don't feel like they're being watched <laughs> but i like the fact they were running through the city shouting at the tops of their voice to try and scare things off <laughs> yeah like what idiots i can't wait to see that in the tv show <laughs> they'll probably edit that <laughs> yeah uh, yes, and then they, as they feel the eyes depart them, they they start jogging, then they start running into the building, and they all fall over each other as they enter. <laughs> and yeah, as always, first first to give them a good scolding is my Yeah, she's like, "You warheaded witlings!" <laughs> when Land gets back, he's going to pound some sense into you. Because <laughs> yeah, they sent. Oh, of course, you know, when the boys go missing, what do you do? You send out Land because <laughs> right. he's the man. Uh, and then Moraine. Moraine's the one who's like, okay, guys, you shouldn't run off. Obviously, the way you guys have returned, something's happened, so tell me about it. And the boys start blabbering out all over each other, and they can't really make it out. And at one point, Moraine goes, is there Trollocs inside the city? And she's freaking out. She's like freaking the fudge out a bit. <laughs> yeah, like, no, 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 no. We, didn't see, we didn't see any Trollocs. And then it's like, no, we saw a guy called Mordef. And then this is where she absolutely shits a brick. <laughs> she's like, yes. Mordef, are you sure? Are you sure about Mordef? Did he give you anything? And it's just like, uh, no, he didn't. He tried to offer us a lot of stuff, but we didn't take it. I swear. Mm -hmm. Yep. We didn't take anything. We didn't have anything. That's it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Moraine, uh, Nanive again says, oh, it was Matt. Must be Matt's doing. Don't blame Matt for everything. <laughs> like, this pretty much is his fault, but don't blame him. <laughs> Poor old Matt. Uh, <laughs> uh, he always gets to play. Um, That's right. And this is where. Moraine sits down because Matt Matt complains and like, come on, you said the Trollocs weren't going to enter this place. I thought it was safe. And she was saying, well, and she, yeah, she rightly says to him, how safe do you think the place is that Trollocs won't enter? <laughs> a place that can scare Trollocs and murder all? Yeah, they didn't think that far ahead, did they? No. Uh, that's a general theme of the early parts of the book. 
<laughs> they don't really think a lot because <laughs> they're all-headed nope. idiots. <laughs> and, and this is where she sits down and tells them the story of Arendor, which is going to be my next telling of the wheel. So hopefully I can squeeze that out before next week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fingers crossed, guys. Fingers crossed. Depends how busy I get. Um, so she tells the story of Arendor, which just in briefly is about Baldwin Ironhand, who was the ruler of Arendor. Um, he, uh, Mordeth, the same guy, many thousands of years ago, uh, entered his court and poisoned his ear and eventually managed to poison his ear to the point where he abandons the light. Uh, yes, and they'd abandon the light. And there's a, there's a whole story about Prince Carr and stuff, which Moraine even says is too long to explain right now. <laughs> uh, but at one point, uh, Mount Efren came to save Arendor. Uh, but as it turns out, it was too late, and it had been taken by a creature called uh, Mashadar. And Mashadar had also absorbed more death. And apparently, <laughs> through some strange bit of lore, which I don't really understand how Moraine knows or anyone else knows, uh, but it must be well known amongst Aes Sedai for some reason. <laughs> if um, if Mordeth gives you an object and you carry it out of the city, uh, the then he will he will absorb your body, <laughs> and then he'll yep. escape. <laughs> Just like that is so like precise bit of knowledge that you've got there, Marie. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, strange. <laughs> um, yeah, so apparently if you take a bit of Mordef's treasure and you help him carry it outside of the city limits, he's then going to slowly take over your body and absorb your soul and have your have your body for his own. Good old Mordef. Yeah, and then not mean he can walk around? I think I that's what it means. No, I think I think it means like his soul will take over that person's body. Yeah, which means he'll be able to walk around. Oh, yes. Yeah, walk around. Yeah, walk around. yeah I suppose. Um, so, uh, they, Moraine basically says, you know, we've, we've got to leave now, but we're going to wait for a good old Jayland to return. <laughs> uh, so they all, they all kip down to wait for, um, for Land to come back. And at this point, uh, Rand has a, he struggles for sleep when he eventually does get to sleep. He dreams of being pursued by Mordeth. Uh, but while he's being pursued, there's an old man laughing at him. Again, this feeds into one of my theories, which I can't talk about now because it's spoilers. <laughs> but yes, very, very, very prominent little bit of a dream there. And then everyone wakes up because Lamb returns. He's, he's got three pins that he drops to the floor to prove that he's killed a bunch of Trollocs that were inside the city. And he says, you know, there was a bunch of Kevins. Sorry, Merdral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of Kevin the Merdrals. Um, and there was a couple of Trollocs inside the city. And he rightly points out you know, the Merdral are forcing the Trollocs into the city, but what's forcing Kevin into the city? Dun, dun, dun. Kevin. Kevin. I am Kevin. <laughs> what's forcing Kevin? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, 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 good point there, Len. <laughs> what the hell is forcing Kevin into the city? The city that they're so scared of. Because, oh, God, sorry. I know I got interrupted during the um, Arundel bit. One of the important things was, was that there was a Trolloc uh, army of the Dark One parked inside the city one day and then Correct. the next day it was gone and the and the scouts who went inside found trolloc blood all over the walls and everywhere and even markings in the trolloc's wall in on the walls in blood saying in the trolloc language saying oh dark one come help us in our hour of need <laughs> yeah and then and i then, guess after a couple of days it was all gone yeah they, they went back in the next day and all the blood was gone 
And so everyone's just like, yeah, let's stay away from here. But that's why it's embedded in the Trollocs and the Merdral's memories that this place is dangerous as fuck. <laughs> There's probably like, that guy probably has like a janitor that he doesn't take. He doesn't kill, comes in and, you know, cleans up the place <laughs> after that he's murdered people. God damn it. Yep. So much like, you not do that again, please. Like, well, I gotta do it. Damn you, Mashadar. I've got to clean all this shit up. <laughs> yeah. I've got to retire in 6,000 years. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and yeah, this is basically where we come to the end. Moraine says, We are the hare, and it's the hounds that dictate the chase. And so they're going to leave Arun- they're going to leave um, Arundel uh, and go head north to the Arundel River, where they're going to hopefully um, <clears throat> try and either cross the river by building a raft or hopefully howl down a merchant ship that's going past. And again, as a you know, as a nice bit of disp- as a nice bit of random knowledge to throw in there. Apparently, Trollocs hate deep water, and Myrtle hate them too. Yep, <laughs> just like why? <laughs> They just do. Yeah, they just do. Yeah, <laughs> we'll accept it. And that is the end of chapter 19, Shadows Waiting. <clears throat> now, Something crazy is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's quite, this, this is a good book, uh, a good book, good chapter. It introduces yep. more death in Mashadar. And we're going to find out a bit more about Mashadar in the next chapter. Uh, but the next chapter is a very exciting one. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And I believe Rob has got something planned for that chapter as well. He does? That he's been going on about. Yeah. There's been a joke oh. on the Discord that um, he's apparently going to do a good impersonation of a woman on the readings. Oh, that I don't yeah. Think that's going to be weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's, he's literally mentioned nothing to it, nothing about it to us, but he's got something planned. So it's chapter 20, Dust on the Wind. It's going to be uh. our next chapter. So look forward to that. Uh, I don't know what Rob's planning, but hopefully uh, he'll be back for that. <laughs> he's hopefully, planning probably something fun. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. And now, the Taviren present to you, Readings with Rob. Chapter 19, Shadows Waiting Suddenly Rand realized what had been nagging him about the man. The scattered torches in the hallway had given each of them a ring of shadows, just as the torches in the treasure room did. Only, he was so shocked he said it out loud. You don't have a shadow. A goblet fell from Matt's hand with a crash. Mordeth nodded, and for the first time, his fleshy eyelids opened all the way. His sleek face suddenly appeared pinched and hungry. Sal! He stood straighter, seeming taller. It is decided! Abruptly, there was no seeming to it. Like a balloon, Mordeth swelled, distorted, head pressed against the ceiling, shoulders butting the walls. Filling the end of the room, cutting off escape. Hollow cheek, teeth bared in a rictus snarl, he reached out with hands big enough to engulf a man's head. With a yell, Rand leaped back. His feet tangled in a gold chain, and he crashed to the floor. The wind knocked out of him. Struggling for breath, he struggled at the same time for his sword, fighting his cloak, which had become wrapped around the hilt. The yells of his friends filled the room, and the clash of gold platters and goblets clattering across the floor. Suddenly, an agonized scream shivered in Rand's ears. Almost sobbing, he managed to inhale at last, just as he got the sword out of its sheath. Cautiously, he got to his feet, wondering which of his friends had given that scream. Perrin looked back at him wide-eyed from across the room, crouched and holding his axe back as if about to chop a tree down. 
Matt peered around the side of the treasure pile, clutching a dagger snatched from the trove. Something moved in the deepest part of the shadows left by the torches, and they all jumped. It was Mordeth, clutching his knees to his chest and huddled as deep into the furthest corner as he could get. He tricked us, Matt panted. It was some kind of trick. Mordeth threw back his head and wailed. Dust sifted down as the walls trembled. You are all dead, he cried. All dead! And he leaped up, diving across the room. Rand's jaw dropped, and he almost dropped the sword as well. As Mordeth dove through the air, he stretched out and thinned, like a tendril of smoke. As thin as a finger, he struck a crack in the wall tiles and vanished into it. A last cry hung in the room as he vanished, fading slowly away after he was gone. You're all dead! Let's get out of here, Perrin said faintly, firming the grip on his axe while he tried to face every direction at once. Gold ornaments and gems scattered unnoticed under his feet. But the treasure, Matt protested. We can't just leave it here now. I don't want any of this. I don't want anything of this, Perrin said, still turning one way after another. He raised his voice and shouted at the walls. It's your treasure, you hear? We are not taking any of it. Ran stared angrily at Matt. Do you want him coming after us? Are you going to wait here stuffing your pockets until he comes back with ten more like him? Matt just gestured to all the gold and the jewels. Before he could say anything, though, Ran seized one of his arms and Perrin grabbed the other. They hustled him out of the room. Matt struggling and shouting about the treasure. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at TavirNPod with your request. So, uh, have you got anything else you want to talk about with this chapter? Not really. I mean, this chapter does a really good job setting things up. What's going to happen in the next one? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of sees the uh, Modeth, Mordeth, I mean, is what his name is, um, and what's going to happen. And really... This is the start of something that's that's going to be affecting long, <laughs> long down the road. Yes, there's 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 a lot of stuff that's going to happen after this. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited for, and that we haven't actually heard anything, and we haven't managed to mention or spoil it during this episode. I know, because <laughs> so, like, so, I want to say some stuff, but I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I know. So let's not talk about that thing that we know happens. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> by the way, I did find the iTunes review. We got two. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want to read them out? So, yeah, let's read them out because we're the chapter's over. We got mm-hmm. to figure it out, right? Yep. Oh, that's good. All right. I don't know. Did did Rob read the cha- August eighth one? Uh, who is it from? Um, Kelthazar. Yes. Then we have no reviews. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know if he read it or not. Excellent. <laughs> cool. Okay. Then. Well, we don't have any reviews, so guys, please rate and review us on your favorite podcast uh, podcatching apps. And uh, let us know what you think. You know, we always like a bit of con- constructive criticism if you've got it, or just you know, give us a blind punch in the face. That's fine. Yeah, we just want to know if we're we're, we're good and you know, yeah. we if, don't we're, suck. if we're up to your expectations, or if there's anything we can do better. Uh, yeah. So let us know. Um, and yeah, you know, you can follow us on Twitter at Tarvri and Pod, and all your other favorite places. <laughs> uh, I've not really got anything else. So should we call it a day? Let's do it. All right, I'm going to camp. Yeah. I'm going to camp out in this building with Lan. I am not moving away from him until Mordef's gone. Nice. (laughs) I am petrified.
<laughs> I think I need I think I need some special I'm gonna get some special herbs from Nynaeve to help me sleep. <laughs> oh, I did. Over and out. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to continue the conversation, tap into the one power and contact us on Twitter at TavirenPod. You can also contact Bill at Metunica and Rich at HailBlue1569. You can also reach Rob at his website, digging, D-I-G-G-I-N, diggingdeepsports.com. And, as always, we will see you at the Wine Spring Inn. Here's to another great podcast, gentlemen. Cheers! Ah, damn it, Bill! Not again! Brad, can you get another round of pints for me and the boys? Yes, yes, again. No, Bill, this time. Thank you, Brad. Much, much appreciated. Now, where were we, men? Actually, I believe it's Rich's turn at the Stones table. Hmm? What's that you say? No, no, I don't think old Sen will have that. friends, this is Troidal Power, host of the Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. And I'm inviting you to listen to Troidal Power Presents the Power Playthroughs podcast with Troidal Power, a podcast where I, your host, Troidal Power, play through games in a powerful way. You can find it and a lot of other weird shows at probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.